0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Shared Screens Podcast. I'm your host today, Alec Bobko, and I'm joined by Bo, Jordan, and LeAaron. How's everybody doing today?
1: Good.
2: Very tired.
1: It's last <laughs> of season finale day, so happy oh. Last of Us season finale day to all who celebrate.
2: Yep. Um, everybody
0: get ready to hurt. I'm sweet. so excited.
1: And then uh, I just have Ted Lasso to to open his so arms that. and comfort me in three days. <laughs>
0: Potentially. Apparently, if it's the final season, who knows what roller coaster ride we're going to be on?
3: Zombies yeah. and Ted Lasso. <laughs>
0: yeah. So I got a couple of different topics. Uh, one's probably a shorter one, but then the other, I would say, probably be
1: like one of the main topics of the show. So, which one would you guys want to hear first? Let's start with a little one. Let's be like John Oliver. We'll do our cute little story in the beginning, and then we'll like <laughs> get into the meat of it. Right? Yeah. Gotcha.
0: <laughs> okay. So my. So I have a beef with, like, phone manufacturers because they can only just push an update and just be like, hey, your phone's just basically a brick now. Yeah. Why? Like, I don't know they need to make money on new phones, but, like, why? My phone was working fine. Then one day I got an update, and then now it's just like, hey, it's, it's showing it's charging, but the percentage isn't going up. <laughs> or, okay. hey, here's a notification that you get 20 to 30 minutes late. <laughs> but,
3: but Alec, if you don't replace your phone... Then why are we making all of these wonderful, fancy commercials and adding seven cameras in our new phone? Like it's it's such a like, unfortunately, purely capitalist kind of
0: like I I understand that. But it's like, why just make other phones just be like, hey, you don't work now. Sudden, this is like
1: Jordan and I have this conversation all the time because I am absolutely not somebody, I'm not shitting on people who are, but I am not somebody that like the newest thing is out and I feel like I need it. I am right. comfortable with what works for me mm-hmm. and I would like to stay with what I know for as long as physically mm-hmm. possible. And so I hate this because like this is like the iPhone 12. It's the mini, it fits perfectly in my hand. Like it's I can actually like hold it and not feel like a toddler holding my father's phone. And, like, I know how it works. Every time there's an update, I resist doing the software update for as long as physically possible because I don't want to deal with new things. And I get mad whenever iPhone rolls out a new generation of phone and they don't add the mini. Listen, I have small hands. I cannot hold this, like, four-camera lens, seven-inch screen fucking shit i can't do it i like to be able to hold my phone with one this is something that actually makes me mad it's like because my friend has like the newest iphone that's like big i can't use it i have to hold it in two hands it feels like i'm holding a weapon like just let me stay with my phone that i like and you know we don't don't brick it i
2: I don't know i feel like i'm gonna sound like i'm gonna i'm on pro pro apple here or pro phone manufacturers in general but like i mean i'm still rocking the 10s max and things are going good but you i know 10 and it works 10s to be fair but that's the thing is apple goes on a five-year timeline and where basically the phone is guaranteed to work with like the next five yearly software updates mm-hmm. And after that, it probably won't. Occasionally it does. And then they kind of stop supporting it. Now, I've had this for five years. I won't lie. Battery has been replaced, but that is just like normal wear and tear at a certain point.
1: Yeah. I think the other thing with you, though, Jordan, is you worked at Geek Squad. And I think you have an understanding of software higher than the average person. Because until you just said it, I will say I'm the average person because I'm an idiot when it comes to tech. I didn't know you could replace iPhone batteries. I didn't know well, that was a thing. You can, but the thing is, and I know
2: this gets into the whole right to the repair stuff. And like, I've honestly, that I've switched my opinion on right to repair and we'll get into that if you want. But if you want to get your iPhone screen or battery replaced, you're, the best way to do it is to go through the correct channels, which is a certified Apple repair shop like Geek Squad or an Apple store. And the reason is because you could say Apple rigs their motherboard so that way third-party parts don't work. But what it really is is third-party parts are made by who knows what, and they don't take the correct power. And then they're just – it's its just you're putting a part in there that's not meant to be there. Mm-hmm. Phones are so much more – it's literally like they're the consoles of versus like, I guess, PCs are the PCs of consoles. But like phones are kind of like consoles where everything has to be from the manufacturer. For them to work the way as intended, with the exception of smaller accessories, because like we used to have one of those and they have them in every mall, like the people that just sell phone cases and are also like, yeah, we'll replace a screen or a battery on, on anything. And they're not doing any documentation. They're not doing the collaboration or calibrations that Apple has you do pre and post repair they're not buying authentic Apple parts. And then so people get upset when suddenly the battery they bought for like 30 bucks is like swelling. Yeah. I I think yep. Apple needs to expand who they, who they allow to repair phones. Like I think if Apple gave these lessons and, Accounts, and when I say accounts, is like at Geek Quad, I literally had an Apple account as if I was an Apple employee to do the diagnostics on people's phone. I think if Apple expanded that to smaller um, businesses, that would be great. But the whole right to repair thing gets tricky because you have people using. They kind of want to make it like a car where I shouldn't have to buy Jeep tires for my Jeep. I should be able just to go to Firestone or Bridgestone or AutoZone and just get whatever need I need to be done. But phones are designed in a way where personally I think that, like, that's not always going to be the case. Because their way around getting their way that they want to get around right to repair now is they want to ship people the phone with the tools to open it and instructions on how to do it. And that sounds like the worst idea to me.
1: I'm why that doesn't work. I am, I am the person, I am that lowest common denominator when they tell you to like, think of that for the consumer. I am that lowest common denominator. I am very intelligent with other things. I'm not saying that I'm dumb, but when it comes to technology, like Jordan just gave a fantastic description. I retained maybe 50% of that. It was fantastic it, it was a very good description. <laughs> I just like it gets to a point where I stop understanding what any of this means because I have no context for yeah. it um and it's mm-hmm. the same with other products
2: as well like if my switch screen was going to crack realistically I should probably go through Nintendo to get that screen replaced
1: yep. Okay, can I bring something up that's not connected to phones? that will be really quick, and then we can go into your second topic. Um, Speaking of Switches, I recently bought um, the Ezio, Ezio, however you say that man's name, collection for Assassin's (laughs) Creed on the Switch, right? And... I feel like I have to admit that I am a liar because for years on this I've been like graphics don't bother me. Old graphics like don't do anything to me. I can't tell the fucking difference. Oh my god, the Assassin's Creed 2 graphics are atrocious. To Keep look in at.
2: mind that is a PS3 game you're playing.
1: It's No, I know. <laughs> and like it's so bad to look
2: at. Well plus it's also Res down for the Switch's screen. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the PS3 was actually able to do 1080p,
1: and it's like <laughs> it's insane. It's insane. To, the scene where, like, spoiler alert, but this game came out a million years ago, so I don't feel yeah. that bad. Like, um, there was the big when, bang, and then there was Assassin's Creed Two. Yeah, when <laughs> Ezio's. Uh, when Ezio's family is assassinated or put to death or whatever, the nooses were in the middle of their backs, and so it looked like they just fell and, like, fell into the noose and died rather than just drop And so it's this big, dramatic moment that is supposed to launch what is the actual game and, like, lead you to getting all your assassin shit. And I'm just crying, laughing. Because it's also, they hang a 12-year-old for treason. And, like, I don't, I can understand hanging the father- the older brother and Ezio, because they're like adults who can make decisions. But Petruchio is 12 and does not seem all there as he was crying about eagle feathers 10 minutes ago. Like, why are we killing the child? Have you met 12 year olds? (laughs) Here's the thing. The other thing about the graphics, though, is I was told by my mother before I entered the house that I needed to talk to my sister, Claudia, and my brother, Petruchio. And Petruchio has hair down to his shoulders and straight across bangs. So when I started talking to him, I could not figure out if it was my sister, Claudia, or my brother, Petruchio. <laughs> I was going through it trying to figure out what who I was speaking to.
2: Yeah, I think the ps3 360 generation is like the second hardest generation to go back to in terms of graphics first is n64 ps1 those first sets of polygons were rough man like i look at cloud strife now and dude's got the same type of arms as electabuzz it's wild but then it's like the ps2 original xbox is like the proportions and shapes are right but everything is simplified PS3 was like, we're going to do shaders. And then we got to PS4. We're like, we had no idea how we were doing shaders before. These are
1: shit. Well, what's wild is I remember we got a PS2 because they had stopped releasing um, Harry Potter games on GameCube. Like the movie tie-in games. And like movie tie-in games were me and my sister's shit. Not just with Harry Potter. Even with shit we didn't watch. We loved movie tie-in games. And so we got a PS2 so we could keep playing them. And I remember thinking that the graphics for Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix were really, really good. And then the other week I was watching somebody like break down all the games and how they were different from like system to system. The Mm -hmm. graphics are terrible to look at. (laughs) Okay. Their hands just look like shovels. Like, it's wild to look at. Especially
2: with Order of the Phoenix, because that was the first one on the PS3 360 generation, so the PS2 just got the most dumbed-down version.
1: Which was fine. Yeah. Like, the games we were playing before this was like Bratz Forever Diamonds, you know? Like, Caitlin and I were not, like, big gamers. Listen, I still play through those games sometimes as an adult, because they're so much fun to play when you're on they're so colorful and so fun and since i know the plot and could probably play that game with my eyes closed um i just run through it sometimes when i'm stoned it's a great game brats forever diamonds brats rock angels we were always mad that the third movie never got released as a as a movie tie-in oh I loved those games. I refuse to be shamed for this. I'm not gonna sit here and, like, make fun of myself. I loved those games. No
2: you. No, no. All of Shared Screens is going to collectively, uh, bully this only girl for playing a Bratz game (laughs) when she was eight.
1: Um, listen. All of those games, the Barbie games for the PC were also fantastic. There's one where, like, you're on a ranch and people are getting murdered. Like, it's a great time.
3: I heard the Barbie PvP was, like, really, really competitive around 2009.
2: Uh, both I can't tell if you're being sarcastic or not. <laughs>
3: well, I, uh, yeah, no, I'm uh, completely out of my ass. I have no idea if that oh, was okay. PvP and Barbie.
1: No, there, there is. Was, like, was. it was Wait, a very... More? Yeah, so, like, in this... On the PC games, I don't fully know how it works because we didn't do it because my dad was, like, a little paranoid about us playing, like, online games. Um... My dad makes incredibly difficult passwords that are nothing he can ever remember, puts them all in a flash drive that is locked with another very complicated password. He acts like he works for the CIA. It's wild. You told me this and I'm still like, what the fuck? Because you told me it was for like the Amazon account. <laughs> yeah, it's for everything. It's not just for like, oh, my bank account or like our stock portfolio. It's for like Coles. Like he makes these long, complicated passwords. And whenever my mom and I like tease him about it, he's like, well, because the thing Thing is, if I don't make them long and complicated, yeah, they hack colds and they get my password to that. And then they can figure out my pattern for everything else. And it's like, no,
2: <laughs> you're guess, sweet, sweet man. I, I like not that the that's thing. the motivation. And your dad's like, they can have my colds cash over my hard dead body.
0: I was just going to say, then you get those scammers that just like they're trying a little too hard because like there's. I've been getting emails from a fake Discord to, like, an email that's not associated with my Discord account. <laughs> and it's using, like, a, it's just, like the only reason I knew that is because it was getting sent to the wrong email. I'm like, this isn't even on my Discord account and saying, hey, fake login information. And Like, just the other night, they had sent so many emails. They're just like, we have locked you out of your account. But I'm like, I'm still here. Like, I can still type in Discord. Yeah. I, it's just like... <laughs>
1: Yeah, we've been going through that with Amazon because it's the same thing. My number isn't tied to our Amazon account. My dad's is. But I keep getting texts being like, your Amazon account has been hacked. It's like, no, it hasn't.
2: Yeah, like when I was getting the – we've been trying to reach you about your uh, car insurance. I'm like, I don't have car insurance. I'm under my parents. Yeah.
1: Sorry, Bo. Mm -hmm. What were you going to say?
3: Just on the subject of
2: dads, like, being overly
3: dad, like, there was one point where I did something in my childhood where I deserved – the reaction of getting my DS taken away from me. Like, I remember it was one of those like I wasn't upset that like it happened. I was upset that I did what I did more than anything. I was just like, yeah, no, that's valid. That's valid. Do do what you got to do. Um, he was like, like you'll get this back when you deserve it. And then like, and I, you know, as an adult, I don't know how long, like how much time had passed, but as a kid, I'm like fucking months have gone by. Like I've grown facial hair and I'm nine years old. <laughs> and the shit. Um, and I'm like, I got into reading and like, I I just like, I was like fully grounded. I couldn't watch TV. I couldn't like do anything on the internet. Like I was just completely, I was Amish for all intents and purposes and just like doing chores and shit. And one day he was just like, I just wanna say like, what happened? Like you used to love video games and like, you know, cartoons and stuff. And I just haven't seen you, you know, do any of this. And I'm like, dad, I've been grounded for like, who knows how long. And he's like, oh, I totally <laughs> forgot about that. My bad! Like, do you want your... Like, I've had your DS in my dresser for so long and I didn't know why.
1: And I was like, yeah, because you took it from you me. took like, it! You never thought <laughs> to be like, hey, Bo, why do I have your DS? And he was, like, so apologetic, but I'm like, how do you
3: forget I'm, like... In, like I, I'm living out Shawshank Redemption. Like, I'm trying to be around my tunnel from the second story of my house to freedom in the suburbs. I don't fucking know.
2: Like... But went to school when he was grounded. He learned about Nelson Mandela. It was like, we're not so different, you and I. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And
3: that was that was my little excursion. Uh, I like I know that there was another larger topic that you wanted to get to.
0: Yeah. So I played D anD D for the first time a few months, or a few weeks ago. Nice. honestly, it was a good time. It was a good time. Uh, we played with some of (laughs) Bo's friends, and Bo is actually the DM of that, so. And I was gonna say, it's it's nice having a group that's, like, kind of newer uh, to D&D, because, like, they've played, like, a game or two. I know Bo, he's played a little bit, so it's, like, we're all kind of, like, relatively new-ish, but it's, so it's nice, like, (laughs) we had the craziest first encounter that wasn't meant to be anything. Like, we, (laughs) um... Guy was trying to find some water and roll. We rolled so many ones in that first session. Like, yeah. and it was trying to find water and somehow ran into some spiders. <laughs> and that ended up being like a crazy first encounter that like one of us was getting dragged by a spider and almost died. <laughs> and
3: <laughs>
0: like, I remember one time Bo just like, like, I think that one of the spiders rolled like a, a 20. And was just like, yeah, no, that didn't happen like it's like we were just struggling so much with this first encounter. <laughs>
1: nice. I am becoming slowly very into D&D. So it's I fun. bought the starter kit a while ago and then got a new job and just that kind of like took my focus. Mm-hmm. Um and I've now gotten into reading it. And I am so goddamn excited for Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves. The first reviews just came out of South by Southwest. Yeah. And they're all saying it's fucking phenomenal. And, like, I cannot wait.
0: Um, like, I'll actually get some references now that I've played.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, like, I just am becoming this, like, I don't know if I will ever be able to play it. Because every time I watch people try to play it, I'm like, I don't understand what's happening. Um but i love it and like i've now gotten into critical role and i'm trying to figure out if i can watch all of the youtube videos of the gameplay of mighty nine before mighty nine comes out on amazon because i loved legend of the vox machina that's really what started all of this was i watched the first season in quarantine mm. and was like obsessed um and then watched their whole like regular playthrough um I just I love it. And like now I'm on the train of like shared screens d and d. i don't I don't give a shit shared screens d and d because yeah. I just think we are all chaotic, and I think that that's what you need. like even if you're a player, I know like, you know, I don't think it would be mm. a good group to have everybody align as some sort of chaotic. But right. like because we ourselves, <laughs> the oh, yeah. people controlling the board are chaotic.
3: it's also not it's 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 not a matter of like, Team organization, like all of you can go in with the best laid plans, and like if you roll once, you roll once. Like that's kind of like
2: what that's what happened in about. our procession. So, it's like yeah, playing playing a stealth like, game. You get caught, and you're like, "Fuck it, guns ablazing."
3: That's really how it is. It's and as the the dungeon master, like I need to figure out like justifiable consequences for what happens.
2: Like, like
0: my the first roll I ever made in D D I rolled a one and because because like, it was like one of those like where our group was like just leaving where we were at and it was like who we needed to or who was going to drive the wagon and nobody was really saying anything. So I'm like, why not? You know, just to get this thing going, just so we're not just sitting here forever trying to pick somebody. And uh, something happened. Bo had me roll and I rolled a one and I think if I'm remembering it correctly, one of the horses kicked the other horse, and that horse kicked me in the face. And
2: then the, well, that horse, like, got loose. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I I have been offered to play d and a few times, and it's just never happened. Um, and I've wanted to get into it, but, like, and I, I think I've mentioned this before, but like... Fantasy has never been my biggest thing, so I'd love to. F- I think the best way to start would be with classic ever D and D, but I feel like if I ever see myself getting really into a tabletop RPG, it would be something a little bit different. And I've listened to a few interviews of Brendan Lee Mulligan discussing different things about not even D and D as a whole, but like kind of the art of tabletop RPGs. And then you should watch
1: Roll Roll Twenty. You mean
2: Dimension 20? Dimension
1: 20. Sorry, not World 20. That's a different one. Dimension yeah. 20. I've been thinking
2: about it. I was listening earlier this year, or later last year. I started listening to um, Power Rangers Hyperforce, which is like mm-hmm. the Power Rangers tabletop RPG they made just for this Twitch stream. Mm. But then uh, uh, Jason David Frank passed away right before I got to the episode that he's in, and I haven't been able to listen to it yet. Hmm. Yeah, like I tried and then I was like, no, I, I I, I, wasn't in an emotional place yet. I might have to try again, but I still don't know if I'm going to be. I'm going to be honest. Mm-hmm. But that one was really cool because the DM was talking about one, that she wrote the campaign and how she was just a huge Power Rangers fan and she got the opportunity to like incorporate things from every different version into this one plot line because they're going through time. And she also created a whole new system of like, you roll one die when you're in your ci- in in your civilian clothes. You roll two dies when you're morphed, and when you guys are in the Megazord, all your rolls get added up.
1: That's right. Like- so, yeah. yeah, this is the other thing. Unlike I awoken something this year with like high fantasy and i am in a world that i never knew existed like i'm debating reading the lord of the rings books and if you guys have known me for a long time like that's been something i've been very resistant to I don't know why, but, like, I have. Okay, but how funny would it be if you love the books and still just can't retain the movies? Can't retain the plot of the movies. Jesus Christ, have seen them upwards of ten times. and Like, I have, a, like, probably about 25 to 30 scenes that I know happen. I have no idea in which movie or what order. <laughs> Except for Sean Bean dies relatively early on in Fellowship of the Ring. And, like, I know that. It's and funny. they, like, put him on a boat and they send him off.
3: I still haven't like, finished the trilogy. I, I've, I've tried many a
1: time and I just can't get into it. But I you know what do. it does me in? The Ents. We get to the talking trees and it's like, it's nap time. <laughs> I've been watching these movies for five hours. It's nap time. Um, And then you find out that like the Ents, there are no women in their group, which is why they're walking. But the reason there are no women in their group is they were basically a, all the men were dicks to all the women of their tribe. So they were all like, fuck you guys. We're leaving. <laughs> <laughs> and what? we're off living somewhere else have you tried watching them
2: like a netflix miniseries where you're like hey it's a three season uh show i'm gonna mm. watch these movies in 40 minute intervals I wonder if
1: that exists
2: i don't mean cut it i just mean pause every 40 minutes and be like i'll come back to no story. i know
1: but, like the irishman there were yes, all yes. these guides of like the best way to break it up but and, there was like, also I'm- a
2: meme of like how to watch the irishman like a uh, like a series like well, that, I remember it was, that
1: it was very long. It was very well, long.
0: Even like, um, you know, the Snyder cut of Justice League, how they had like all the
2: chapters. And, oh like, yeah, you no, know, I split that into two viewings.
0: Well, no, my friend and I, we like sat through it all in one go. But every time there was a the chapter, because like it fades to black, fades like the next chapter thing. Every time we would pause, like, hey, do we need a bathroom, like, go grab some more snacks, like, whatever. Yeah. It's like, yeah. so it's like it was kind of like what you're saying, just the perfect like break points
1: uh shout out to bleak minds on the film reddit who posted how to watch the lord of the ring trilogy broken up into a miniseries hi all quarantine or not watching all of these movies is an absolute commitment and i had a hard. even though i'm a big lotr fan i had a hard time committing to them so i thought it'd be helpful to break it down and he breaks it down with like if you have the dvds what disc and when to stop or if you're just watching it on streaming like shout out to this man i may try it this way Hmm. Not alone, because this big spider in this moves fucking fast, and I'm terrified of it. So, like, this is something I have to watch with people. But like,
2: you you grew up on Harry Potter. You've seen okay. But here's the thing: Aragog
1: Aragog is slow. Aragog is incredibly slow moving. He says goodbye, Harry Potter, over the span of a minute, and then starts moving his giant ass body out of the crater. And all the little ones are coming. In Lord of the Rings, that spider fucking shoots out of the cage like a race car and is on Frodo before I even processed what was happening. (laughs) Like, it terrified me as a child. And what I hate is... One of my best friends loves Lord of the Rings, talks about it all the fucking time. And whenever I bring this up, he calls the spider her, she, and whatever the name is. And I hate it so much. I, like, beg him that you can't, you have to stop calling it by the name. I can't do it. It makes me so uncomfortable. And I'll be like, yeah, but she's so cool because she's from this, this. Stop calling her she. Like, stop personifying it. Shelob. sheleb? I
2: looked at Lord of the Rings spider, and I'm assuming... Yeah. Yeah, she,
1: Shelob. Yeah. Okay. Why does it strange... have a name? It doesn't need a
0: name. Everything <laughs> in Gansey has a name.
1: Wait, she's, okay, she's but, but here's a my girl. question. Is Shelob the species, or is it like what they call this one specific spider? Because I always thought it was what they call this one specific spider.
2: Maybe it's I mean, that's Pokemon what I'm saying. I, I believe that was the name.
1: Um, also, it's important to me that you guys know I have Rural 20 and a bunch of other how-to-play-D&D-long-distance open on my other monitor. Sure, nice.
2: yeah, no, that's her name. Well, they yeah. just say um, fictional monster in the form of a giant spider. So I don't think we know, like, the Latin name of their species. But we know that her name is Shelub.
3: Well, that's good information. Um, in terms of playing D&D-long-distance, we play on, like, Discord, obviously, and we use... Like, DD Beyond has Discord integration. So, That's have, so, cool.
1: so it like, I'll really have
3: all of their character sheets open, the encounter open with, like, or the, the, the campaign open with all of the encounters that I have planned out. And then, if they happen to stumble upon one of them, then I'll open that and then, like, it'll roll initiative for me. And, like, with all of their characters in it, if one of them needs to roll for a certain modify, like, a, a certain check, then they can just, like, click on the like it we're still figuring it out mm-hmm. um like there's a really cool feature in the discord where you can like type in a command and be like i what does this spell do and then it'll pop up um it's called avray i believe um yeah avray a-v-r-a-e and it's very 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 helpful we're still figuring it, it out I, i'm not a master yet but
0: it was a little bit <laughs> it' weird, was having a price. hard time setting it, it up like because we got to like our usual times are like Sundays at eleven, and we didn't start playing until like eleven forty five because we we're trying to get it set up and all that. And yeah.
1: well, because the... in my mind, I am slowly creating a series where we play D anD D, and I feel like we could have that just be the first episode because I'm looking at this character sheet stuff and I don't know what half of these words mean. The first I can definitely
3: be like I can
0: help whoever. I say I legitimately just did like the bog standard like kind of had it do everything for it. if you use DD beyond it it is makes it very straightforward yeah
2: even though i've never played DD, when i was talking about it with uh co-workers at best buy i told people what idea i'd want for my character and someone's like oh so this is the species and this is the class and so what i would want to be is uh halflings are the shortest right yeah Yes. So mm-hmm. a halfling warrior who carries two daggers and my special move if I like get a high roll would be I do the thing Black Widow does where like she wraps her legs around people's necks and then I just stab their eyes with the daggers. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, that's that's like my that's my special.
1: All right. Why do you need to be short for this? Because
2: it's so much more <laughs> impressive if you're tiny and you jump up and you're like, ah. Just like
1: uh, Yoda or Grogu. How they do this is right f- up there with Greg that. Miller and the mini alligator. And I was like, well, why do you have to be a mini alligator? Okay, because like, if I'm normal height, yeah. I just, I would just stab someone in the eyes. Okay, but right? they're gonna stop you. Like, let's not pretend that whoever you're fighting is like, you're just gonna walk up and start doing this to their face like you're shadow boxing. Like- yes,
2: but I like the idea that, you know, I get in under them, I jump on their neck like a fucking toddler, but then I just, da. <laughs> <laughs> also, from down below, you know, right in the nutsack, clear shot. Oh. You wanna talk about shadow boxing? There's a speed bag right there.
1: Oh my god! I don't think you would actually have the balls to ever do that to another person.
2: I mean, in, in d I, I would. Consequences, yeah. What am I? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, unless you roll one. We've learned that very many times. Yeah, but I mean, also in real life. In real life, there's very few people whose testicles come up above my head.
1: <laughs> they don't need to be above your head to stab them.
2: This
1: is true. Anytime yeah. you take. This shouldn't be surprising to anyone, but whenever you take self-defense classes, they literally are like, here are 8,000 different ways that from any de- position you can grab a dude's testicles. It's like, it's like the life's cheat code. It's
3: yeah. It's like the, the hole in the Death Star.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, you don't, you don't need to be, they don't need to be above you. <laughs> you don't even need to be facing them. Um, oh so, yeah. Sorry, d d Let's make that a stream.
3: <laughs> yeah. But when we all meet up, that'll be the IRL stream. Where we... is we just going to dismantle all of us. Like, just John Wick just going through. Just...
1: Oh, God. That's another one that... I gotta watch all the John Wick movies before this new one comes out. Because all the trailers for it look so good. Yeah, same. I know nothing about John Wick. I know nothing about the plot. Ooh, all I know is that so his dog dies. And, I just, and that my dad loves these movies. And so, like... We're talking about that we're going to FaceTime and, like, watch all the movies before the new one comes out. But, yeah, like, that's just kind of my energy with fantasy. Sorry. Go ahead, Bo. No, go ahead. Um, This is just kind of my energy with fantasy is because I'm looking at all of these, like, what did they call them? Classes? Um, Yeah, classes. And I just want to be whatever one is the most violent. Like, I want an axe. Barbarian. Barbarian, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's what
0: I'm playing. Barbarian. Well, because like, Bo, he had a kind of, I will say, like a, a kind of a stipulation. Like in mind. it's like when you're making your characters have kind of like a something in mind that you want them to do. So like, I don't know, do if you want to give the example of what you told us, Bo.
3: I mean, just. I think it was just to have like a character in mind that you want to emulate. Like I, I was very upfront in the beginning that like I'm going to steal a lot narratively. So just have fun creatively stealing things for your character and Alec came to me and I mean at this point it's kind of open but like he said like you were basically Reinhardt from Overwatch yeah essentially like, just oh. being Reinhardt
0: but like the example Bo gave was uh, in one thing that he did uh, he uses uh, the weapon that um from Final Fantasy 15 oh, yeah
3: yeah so um, which one? so just the idea from um the main sword throw mechanic like i we were doing like a superhero type role playing game and i was just like oh yeah my thing is i have a dagger that i can throw and then wherever it lands i can teleport to it like not Yeah. right right and i was overpowered it was it was fucking awesome so i was just like do something like that like anything like that
2: i know Um, we've made it pretty clear but just for the audience like to really know we stand final fantasy 15 in this house oh yeah (laughs) like
3: i don't want children but like I kind of want a son purely to do the whole, like, walk tall, of my son, and, like, have him go off to wherever the fuck. Like, I don't know.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I want to throw axes. That is my big thing. That is my, like, I've talked about this to Jordan outside, like, whenever I'm writing fantasy stuff, I love people who have axes. I don't know why. It just, like, brings me so much joy. Like, I, battle axes are cool as fuck, guys. Yeah, like, it know, like, it's sick as hell. <laughs> You're not I, um
2: in a sword person.
1: No, I want an axe. I want an axe. I think it's. I don't know why. I like I. We had I have to so
2: hammer
0: in D anD D,
1: which now. is also awesome. Like this is the thing. I had to do a lot of character creation when I was getting my masters in creative writing because obviously, mm-hmm. like that's a big, especially my writing for games class because that wasn't just video games; it was also teaching us to write tabletop. Oh. Cool. Um, and so we had to build a bunch of characters and my, my professor wrote me a note once and was like, this is really, really good. But like, why do all of your characters seem to have like a big weapon, like an axe or a hammer, and then just like a bow and arrow? And that's like what they act on. <laughs> like that is how it is either sniping well, people from you've the- you've never
3: played Skyrim before.
1: Right? Right? Like, I just feel like that's the best of both worlds, is you get to snipe people with the bow and arrow when you're far away, and then when you're up close and you're being an absolute fucking rage monster, you get to just demolish them with a hammer or an
3: axe. Don't touch me, don't touch me, don't touch me, don't touch (laughs) me! Exactly, like,
1: that is my energy. (laughs) So,
0: Oh, go ahead. uh, Just real quick, like, one of our party members, (laughs) he is a, a ranger? and he just did, he rolled for his like just he actually like rolled for his stats and he had so he's a bow and arrow but he had, had such a bad roll for dexterity he has a minus 4 modifier to so dexterity so he used the bow and arrow once and like the enemy would essentially have gained like two health because of his, oh my God. his rolled so poorly
3: yeah it's i mean okay so, and also he would roll once like it was it was not just that it was he would roll once I think he has the most ones so far.
2: Yeah. Still, you. I hear him, like, he shoots someone with an arrow and that guy gains health. It To me, it's like the scene in iCarly when Spencer's just playing the drums and they lay on fire. He goes, how is that even possible? Because <laughs> <Yes. laughs>
3: after a while, like, it's also, like, I, I'm kind of lazy as a DM. Like, I've, I've played under, like, I did the D&D Adventurers League in L.A. at one point, point. that was, like, awesome. Because there's a, you go, and it's, like, a tavern-themed bar, and you can get drinks. And, like, there's someone that comes around, and is like, like in a voice, like, hey, do you need anything else? Like, whatever. <laughs> I can just, yeah, more fried pickles. Be lady. Like, whatever. Um, <laughs> and there's, like, a professional dungeon master who, like, he, like is just a normal dude. That he sits down and he goes, "Well, adventurers, what do you want to do?" I'm like, "Oh shit, okay, let's do this." Like, I, I feel like I'm a part of a theater troupe. Um, so that like that's very fun. My friend's older brother very good at this. I am just like, I just don't want anyone to be bored. So like, if I need to make something up on the spot, I'm going to do it. And like, I might not hide it. I'm sorry. Like, I just don't want to. Yeah, be... no, it, it. I like how chill it is. Like for being my
0: first time ever playing. Like,
2: I yeah. like how flexible it's been. Now, yeah. Bo, how much do you, and like? I'm, I'm wondering if this is a thing that changes DM to DM, especially when you're playing with like, both as a less experienced DM and with less experienced players, do you like lay out the general vibe of the campaign? Because one of the things I heard Brendan Lee Mulligan say once is that like, he had a whole campaign plan that like was going to start at like, I think like a, an orc wedding or a troll wedding, something like that.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And there was just like, he had like generic dialogue where it was, like, the troll or orc princess was, like, not super keen on marrying the guy. And so the entire, like, campaign group went, oh, what we need to do is save her and kidnap her from the wedding, and, like, completely just changed what the campaign's supposed to be. And Brendan's kind of being, like, as the DM, I have to encourage them to do everything, but now I'm also here scrambling for a new campaign.
3: (laughs) So I kind of was... I did my research beforehand of, like, I... I don't want to go in, like, if this if I go in half-baked, that's fine. I just don't want to go in, like, with salmonella. Like, I want it to be cooked <laughs> enough. Like, it might not be tasty, but I don't want to get anyone sick, you know? You
2: need a medium-rare. Yeah,
3: around. yeah. So I did a bunch of research, and a lot of the people that I was, like, listening to were saying the same thing in terms of, like, have a plan, have a map laid out, have, like, an idea of who's doing what. Have an idea of like the the win condition for the for the group, but like don't don't write individual lines of dialogue for each of, character. Of course, you yeah. Lose all of your time, and eventually, one of your character, one of your players, could just go like, "Well, I'm a maniac, so I'm going to kill everyone in town." And they, if they have the roles, they can do it. So like, why would I invest? Like, Which we do the have honest... a couple of those on our, on we our party. We do. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay, but um, but I'm saying like I. I like I will make a character sheet for someone that I feel like will have something of value to say. And if they don't have anything of value to say, I'll just say, "You, they don't have anything of value to say to you right now. Like it's very, um, very easy to just like shut down a certain branch, but also like I'm down to keep branches open. Yeah. Like there's a, I'm not going to say anything specific, but there yeah. is something that happened early in that, now, by necessity of storytelling, I have to pay off in some way. And it was completely random. So,
0: Oh, I think I have, a, have an idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: What is the difference between a class and a race? Do you need both?
0: Yes. A race, a race is, is like, like we're human. So like the dwarves, orcs, humans, <laughs> you know. Oh, that's
1: then, so fun.
3: Oh, my God. Yeah. And then the races or the, the, the classes like, what you can, like, your, your job, essentially, like, your proficiencies in yeah.
1: Unless Bo acts aggressively to me saying this, I have decided our April stream is going to be us creating our characters for D&D. We're doing it. We're going to dance around mm. it for the rest of time if we don't, like, if I just don't, right. like, hold us to it. And, like, I'm excited now, so I'm going to hold us to it. <laughs> Well, Bo doesn't have don't to DM. I have somebody who will probably DM for us if it would be too much for you, Bo, because I don't want to put you on the spot and be like, you have to do this, you know. I mean I
3: would like to. I just need to make sure that my schedule is all good. In terms of we can talk about this offline. I, was <laughs> <talking
1: about it>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just don't I don't want people to think that I'm like l- l- lumping stuff on Bo. If Bo doesn't have time, I have somebody else who will absolutely have time to DM. No, we'll see.
3: We'll see. I would like to DM.
2: See, my dream is for a Pokemon tabletop RPG, where somebody makes a region, they make gym leaders, they make a thing that determines which Pokemon
1: can come up on which route. So, like, what race are you, Alex? Uh, that I'm sounds tw- really bad out of context. What <laughs> race is your d d character, Alex?
0: <laughs> my character is a half-orc barbarian.
1: Oh, yeah sick as fuck so i can be like an elf barbarian yeah yeah it wouldn't have like it, i was trying to
0: make something that kind of like somewhat made sense because like barbarian you know big brooding guys so like orcs are like gigantic like i think my guy is like six foot nine like 260 some pounds oh he's crazy over like six that.
3: foot he's a unit jordan. oh yeah
0: <laughs> oh yeah
1: oh jordan but yeah
0: going with that a whole um Reinhardt theme like that's why I got the warhammer because Reinhardt has the hammer so yeah so yeah yeah, I guess you can you guys have that to look forward to in April um (laughs) let's go and make it through some D&D character sheets and yeah so thank you all so much for watching this has been an episode of the Shared Screens podcast please make sure to like subscribe and go check out our Last of Us uh podcasts those are all out now and prepare for season two whenever that comes Bye.